Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. This is Gary Neron welcoming you to the Lamp and Light broadcast, coming to you from the studios of Central Baptist Church in beautiful Ocala, Florida. Lamp and Light is a ministry taking a book of the Bible verse by verse, teaching as it is to men as they are, without compromise or apology, speaking the truth in love, and our purpose is to give the lamp and light to all. Yesterday in our study of Hebrews chapter 10, we were talking about the meaning of light and darkness in salvation. Let's continue with that lesson today. Now, here is our teacher and pastor, Dr. Andy Bloom. In the Lord's Supper, we do it in remembrance of Him, not in remembrance of our sin. You see those old Passovers, they were remembering sin. Well, in the Lord's Supper, we're remembering Him. We're remembering the Christ that saved us. We remember what He saved us from. There's a difference between darkness and light. We're reminded of three passages, all from the Holy Spirit's use of the Apostle John's pen. John in 3, verses 19 through 21, says this, And this is the condemnation, that light is coming to the world. And men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. John 1, 4 and 5, In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. In John eight twelve, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. In First John chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. You see, darkness is associated with walking in the flesh, it's associated with sin. And, you know, we have ideas today that are not always right ideas. A local church cannot be all things to all people. It must represent certain fundamental beliefs from God's word, which must never be compromised for the purpose of swelling numbers or for the purpose of a so-called peace with the world. Now, you don't compromise truth to accomplish those things. Because then you have something that is not real if you do. So he says, after ye were illuminated. That shows after they were saved. Some men hear about the light and the way, but they love darkness rather than light, so they reject illumination or light. You see, repentance is the difference between men who hear and accept the light and those who reject it. Someone walks in a bedroom into a men's dorm and turns on a light. One man covers his face, his head. He doesn't want the light on. He wants to continue to sleep. The other man gets up 
and he's thankful somebody turned the light on because this time he wants to go to work. He doesn't want to be late for work. He doesn't want to be late for school. He doesn't want to be late for whatever it is. Now, here they are, the same light, with two men having two different reactions. The guy that wanted to get to class and be on time and do well, he was thankful for that light, although the light hurt his eyes just as much as it did the other guy's eyes. And you see, that's the difference. Sometimes we're showing that we are sinners and it makes us mad. We don't want anything to do with it. Others are showing their sin. They realize they've sinned against God. They realize the penalty of their sin and they're sorry for their sin. And so although it hurt to learn about themselves, they turn to him, turning from darkness, turning to the light. And God saves their soul. What a blessing. But that's the difference when people love darkness rather than light. What happened after they were illuminated? They endured, we're told, a great fight of afflictions. Now, fight is the Greek word athleson. We get our word athlete from it. This is then showing us an active, not passive, attitude in the fight. Now let us examine what the scriptures say. Ephesians 6.12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. 2 Timothy 3.12 and 13, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Now, they suffered, but they bravely endured those sufferings and just kept on keeping on for Jesus Christ. We have an example. Stephen says, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do while they're stoning him to death. Or we think of Paul and Silas. After they've been beaten, they're bleeding, their feet are placed in stocks, and they're thrown in a dungeon. And Paul and Silas sing praises and glory to God. We think of the people of Smyrna who are persecuted for ten years. Not a few weeks, not a few months, not even a year. Ten years. Do you ever wonder... What God thinks when we are too tired to go to church, or we decide we're going to go to the beach, we're going to go hunting, or we allow a headache to keep us out of the house of the Lord. When he died on a cross for us and saved us from what we deserved. It may be in Acts 8, some of these people were people the Apostle Paul had hauled off to prison and confiscated their goods. And he may be reminding them of how they endured and even rejoiced in Christ back then when he was doing that to them. Endurance. Patience comes after, not before, receiving the light and walking in it. And that takes us to verse 33. Partly whilst ye were made a gazing stock, both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly whilst ye became 
companions of them that were so used. Now he says, partly while they were made a gazing stock. This is breaking it down just a little bit more for us. See, a gazing stock has in it the idea of a spectacle. They were scorned, ostracized, sneered at by many. Some of those people that were doing this to them, they had known for years and years. Have you ever watched an overprotective mother? And there's a parking lot at school, and she has a boy that's 10 or 11. And she parks the car and gets out and walks that boy across the lot. Now, the other boys, their mothers let them out if they ride in the car, and they get out and they walk across the lot themselves. But this one walks her boy across. And so the other boys start teasing him and calling him Mama's Boy. Well, Mama's Boy's mother finds out about it, and she comes and she gets all over those other boys. And what does that do? Well, after she walks away, it makes it worse on Mama's Boy. Believe me, it does. It's, I've been in Christian education now for well over 25 years, and I've seen that happen, and and it does happen often. Now, this is the same type of shame the world was trying to make these Christians feel for standing up, witnessing, and living holy. Sometimes it was this type reproach. Other times it was physical infliction of pain. It would be the same as what people today call hate speech. To call it sin and call people to repent of homosexuality or or abortion. Now, the Bible identifies it that way. And so we stand up preach, you know, about the sin of homosexuality or the sin of abortion. And that makes people mad. And some would even call it a hate speech. And so they want to reproach you, and they want to do things to you. They want to afflict you. Do you realize that the Greek word here for afflictions is the same Greek word that is used and is translated in other parts of the New Testament? Tribulation. The Greek word for reproaches has the idea of unjust. It also shows it was a public thing. So publicly... You are a gazing stock. Publicly, they do these things to you. Reproaches and afflictions. Publicly, they do it. And it may even involve your family. It may involve people who were once called your friends. And and family and friends are suddenly reproaching you. The word companions here in this verse well she became companions of them that were so used is defined as co-sharers in or partakers with someone else in other words they stood with those who took this bodily and heavy persecution it was the right thing to do and it was important they do it now notice how the bible explains this. 2 Timothy 4, 16 and 17, the apostle says, At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. Now notice this next line. 
I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. Wow. When they could have stood with the man of God that was taking a stand against the sin and the unrighteousness and being persecuted, he was being persecuted, they didn't stand with him. And basically here it's being called a sin. Verse 17, Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me that by me the preaching might be fully known and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. See, it's a sin for not standing for righteousness and it's a sin not to stand with those who are standing for righteousness. Now look at verse 34 here, Hebrews chapter 10. For ye had compassion on me in my bonds, and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. Now, this shows how far this compassion was extended. Compassion has been defined as your pain in my heart. They not only say, I feel your pain, but they also allowed the spoiling of their own goods to try to help relieve that pain. This is your radio pastor, Pastor Andy Bloom, saying, May the word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway today. We want to thank you for listening to the Lamp and Light broadcast. If you would like a CD copy of today's message by Dr. Bloom, send us your name, mailing address, and include the radio station by which you are listening and the date of the broadcast. We would appreciate a gift of $5 to Lamp and Light Broadcast, 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, Ocala, Florida, 34471. You may also visit us on the website and freely download the sermons by clicking on the sermon library. That website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. Again, the address for the Lamp and Light broadcast is 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, O-C-A-L-A, Florida, 34471. And again, our website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. This is your announcer, Gary Neron, saying... May God's peace be with all that are in Christ Jesus. Stands on the hills, may tumble, it will firmly stand when the earth shall crumble. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible stand.